0: How is it that I ended up in this situation? Bueller? 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 Oh, they're listening. So a couple of stories in goaltending
1: that I thought were worth mentioning this week on the pod. Wait, we should tell people where to find us. That's a good idea. Find me on Twitter at underscore Chris Pope or email Pope at 570news.com. On Twitter at Farwell underscore OHL. Email...
0: Mike at 570news.com.
1: Yeah, he's Farwell. I'm Pope. Uh, make sure, if you're liking the podcast thus far, make sure to leave us a rating out of five stars at the bottom of the podcast app. Leave us a review if you want. I like five stars better than less than five stars. I just like any review. Um, if you have any <laughs> topics, feel free to let us know. And, of course, you can always find this, well, you know where to find it, you're listening, but uh, on the iTunes app, on the podcast app, and every pod catcher. Mike, but you had some goal-tending stories you wanted to get to. Uh, I think all stories in goaltending are worth mentioning. Of course you do. Because I was a former goalie. How is it that I ended up in this situation? First, it's Mike Torquia. Now it's you. I mean, who's next? Scott Dickey? Well, that, I hear he's available. <laughs> I hope there isn't a next. Um, but <laughs> you, you never know with the rotating chair. Uh, that will be the first and only time, I think, unless we're talking weight, that I'm compared to Mike Torquia. Wow. He was a lot better than I was. Well, I don't know if I'd say that. I would define a lot. <laughs> he went to. Oh, well, he played in the NHL. Oh, you mean as a, goal as a goaltender? I thought you meant yeah. as a
0: broadcaster. Oh, no, as a goaltender. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. Yeah, there's no comparison whatsoever. There's no comparison. I don't mean to burst your bubble over there. No, but I'll be the first no. one to say it. Yeah. Anyway, what goaltending stories you got? Well, it, I mean, just I think worth mentions, right? Notable mentions, and one of them being Mario Kalina of the Kitchener Rangers, the OHL's goaltender of the month. Super Mario, six one and one. That's right. right. Uh, 1.74 goals against, 1.79, and uh, 9.46 on the save percentage, give or take. I'm going off the top of my head there, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm close at the very least. And, you know, say what you want, homerism, but I don't think you can dislike the story of Mario Colina, the guy that was there behind Michael DiPietro in Windsor a season ago and then thinks it might be his time this year. And Warren Reichel says to him, being the, professional that he is and the businessman that he is sorry Mario there's no room for you here good luck at Ryerson yeah which is not exactly the conversation but all of a sudden he finds himself playing varsity hockey and then the chance comes along to get back into the game at the OHL level so off to Sudbury he goes and then he's claimed by the Kitchener Rangers for an eighth rounder at the trade deadline and what would seem when you look at a an acquisition for an 8th rounder, rather inconsequential, and look at the numbers he puts up through the month of January. I think it's a great story. No matter who you are, no matter what team you personally root for, it's a
1: great story. Goals against average of 174 and a save percentage of 946. I
0: had the save right. I think and I went 179 on the goals it, against. Uh, so half a, half a goal there, Mario. Sorry about that.
1: I I, I liked when I interviewed him, and he kind of said, he's like, I heard in the exit interviews I wasn't coming back. So to make matters worse, you're heading into your overage season, and you got all summer to worry about Am I even going to be in the league next year? Because nobody was biting at the chance to sign him. And then, yeah, to go and play CIS, which is, don't get me wrong, CIS has turned that league around. Like, it's a great league to go and watch, maybe even underrated in a hidden gem um, because of all the former major junior players that are in it. Absolutely. Uh, it's a great league, but it's still a league that is harder to get to that end goal that everybody still has when you're playing, and that is the National mm-hmm. Hockey League. For For Mario to come back and not only crack a lineup in the Ontario Hockey League, but to play the way he's playing in Kitchener is certainly opening eyes and from talking to him, great kid so you got to hope for the best and you like to see him succeed. The other story in goaltending that I think is worth mentioning is Jeremy Helvig, the
0: goaltender of the week in the Ontario Hockey League a 3-0-0 record for Helvig but what I think is notable about this is, again, if I reference the trade deadline, we know that Kingston was one of those teams that bulked up had its eyes on a long playoff run, and all of the stories around that were we didn't get the price we wanted for Helvig from teams that thought they needed goaltending, therefore, screw you, OHL, we're just going to add to what we already have, come and get us. But it didn't seem to be working out so well, the early returns for Not the Kingston all. Frontenacs, a team that went 4-5-1, and one, I think, through the 10 games, in and around there. They were muddling around the 500 mark out of the trade deadline, and if you're a bit pessimistic you're like oh boy there's a lot given away here for a run that's not really materializing but as we always say that's why they play 68 there are ebbs and flows throughout a season and i think those numbers bode very well for what the kingston frontenacs have done again small sample size but it looks as though the fronts have kind of turned that corner got themselves settled and thanks in no small part to Jeremy Helvig, so notice served Hamilton and Barry in the Eastern Conference, maybe
1: even you too, Mississauga. The Kingston Frontenacs are here to stay. Well, and no small part also, we're, if we're going to talk Kingston, Gabriel Villardi, 23 points in 12 games, coming off an injury. Uh, that's pretty good. That's okay. Yep, <laughs> not a bad set of numbers. Not bad, my friend. Not bad at all. Uh, for a team that at one point was like, we're going to trade our our star goaltender, to then being like, okay, well, we're not going to get the price we wanted, then we're going to go for it. it. It's funny how how a player and players, probably fortunes, change on just because they weren't ready to sell low. And it, it's pretty cool to see that they finally turned things around, and that's a team that is going to be tough to face in the playoffs, and they're still sitting fourth right now in that Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah, it, I— don't know how long that's going to last. Probably the Eastern Conference, long. Yeah, it's a pretty volatile conference, so you can, you can see movement happening rather quickly. Regardless, uh, you're looking for that home playoff date, and you'll see what you get when the draw comes around. But I, I think it's good to see, for Kingston's sake, a team that has long been suffering in terms of playoff success uh, to see this kind of turning the corner, and I think Helvig is a, uh, a good piece of that.
1: I, I think so, too. And if I should say, tr- they're just ahead of the North Bay Battalion, don't look now. Nine wins in their last 10 games. That's the Jake Henderson factor right there. I, it has to be, right? <laughs> well, if you're going to talk goaltending, you have to talk Christian Prop. Pop, right? Absolutely. Coming back from injury, we were up there. He missed the game because he was injured. 900 save percentage on the year and doing quite well. 11-5-1. That North Bay team, nobody talks about them. No one. Well, that's because gone is Cam
0: yeah. Gone is Brett McKenzie. Yeah. You know, although the the addition of Struthers and the Mackenzie deal, that's a nice piece, don't get me wrong, but I think the North Bay battalions had kinda said, okay, clearly they didn't buy at the trade deadline, but yeah, good on them. And that listen, I've got a soft spot in my heart for the city of from the going back to the Centennials days and Don Cameron used to speak so fondly of the North Bay. Uh, memorial gardens when we would go up there well before we went back because he talked about how clean that building had always been and what a nice building it was to visit you could eat off the floors there if you wanted to don would always say so it's uh it's a special place for me to go back to from those stories and the principal of my high school father michael kandari hailed from North Bay and is in their Hall of Fame, which is in the arena. That's so right. every time I go up there, I just make a—because uh, he tragically passed away in a, in a car crash uh, caused by a drunk driver, no less. So I make a note of
1: going by that Hall of Fame to see his picture, and, and you read his little caption every time we go up. I remember that when you, we were walking by and you pointed him out to me on our way out. Um, I have no ties to North Bay at all, <laughs> other than I love the Centennial's old logo. So that was pretty cool. Um, and you mentioned Jake Henderson tied his career high in points the other day with an assist on January 26th. If you want
0: to take this full circle and go back to where we began this when you Why invoked not? the name Mike Torquia, I don't know if it, I don't, I was going to say little known fact. I doubt it's little known. Torch wasn't shy about saying it, but turned down a trade to North Bay in his final year in Kitchener, decided he wanted to finish his OHL career as a Kitchener Ranger. There you go. Hmm. I did not
1: know. Well, no, I think you mentioned that once on the broadcast this year. May have. Maybe was, maybe it was, uh, in our podcast, if you want to go back and listen, feel free. We had Mike Torkey on once.
0: That was fun. The story about having dinner
1: with Wayne Gretzky.
0: I love really how he didn't even care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Johnny Cochran's here? Excuse yeah, me. While right? I go sit at some other table.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to go. Was it Johnny Cochran or Robert Shapiro? Uh, sure. One of them, one anyway. Of them. It, was, yeah. it was one of the lawyers. It he, could have been Shapiro. Yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> he was definitely uh, more... Concerned about talking to the lawyer than yeah. talking with you. Oh, you know Wayne Gretzky. It was uh, <laughs> episode four. Memorial Cup memories. There we you had go. some great stories of
0: torch. Did we ever? So this time around, I mean, you want stories from the road. There is no better place to get a story from the road than the coach operator or bus driver or bus operator. You will find out as you listen in on this conversation how much trouble I have gotten myself into over the years by inserting foot directly into mouth.
1: I, I think we have to have a talk with Moose as we've named him this year, because I think he took it a little too literally of what happens on the bus stays on the bus. It might not just be a hockey thing. It might be a, a coach operator's code of conduct. If you will, I was expecting a few more horror stories than we actually got out of Moose. I think we might have to bribe him with some of his favorite snacks. Popcorn? Yeah. yeah, uh, To get some of those more, to get a few more stories out of him. I was expecting more, you know, uh, this one group of ladies. When we took him down to the casino across in Buffalo, you know, they were all hammered. And, like, I was expecting some pretty good ones. He's got a pretty tight lift. I think as a as a coach operator, you might just never turn around. You don't look behind you. and What happens on the bus stays on the bus.
0: Two things to say about this. Number one is... In my future career as a coach, operator, bus driver, call me bussy all you want. I just want to get that out there right now. And number two is I find this unique in the sense that these are the eyes, the first set of eyes that see the road ahead of us when we are traveling with the team because obviously he's at the wheel. And I'm in a rather unique position on the bus, A, because I'm so short, and B, because I take the inside slash window seat from you so you've got the aisle seat. I don't see anything except the back of the seat in front of me. In the dark of night, I can't see anything out the side window, obviously. So I really have no idea where the bus even is for the most part. Every once in a while, I'll catch a glimpse, especially on the longer trips. I'll catch a glimpse of a, a sign that indicates the town we are passing through or the highway that we're on. But for the most part, I am completely and utterly oblivious just waiting for it to stop when we arrive at our destination
1: he, he may be the first set of eyes mike but i don't know if moose is the best set of eyes i concur with that completely <laughs> in fact i'll he, tell you right now he's not <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I hope he uh finds the 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 joke in that in in a few of the stories that we're about to hear from moose but it uh, yeah I don't know if he's the best set of eyes. As we made the trip to the Dort Federal Event Center, and I want to say that
0: one more time because we are finished with our trips there, I find it to be a fascinating name for an arena. The Dort, we had a conversation with Bussy.
2: Mike Reeves. Christopher, he was Reeves. Reeve, yes, it's exactly. Kiana, it's Reeves. That's it's the right. same Are you related? Are you no. I <laughs> wish I was. I wish
0: I was. <laughs> Is your bank account similar to his? No. All
2: right. Here
0: we go. Okay. Now, this is the important question I have for you because I made the mistake one time in my hockey season's past referring to our driver as bussy, and he almost took my head off. He said, I am not a bussy. I'm not a bus driver. I am a coach operator. Michael Moose Reeves, how do you prefer to be referred to?
2: Bus driver. Bus driver. Uh, what was the first one there? What was Busy. It's like Busy. A no, no, no. Oh, no. no. No, no, no bussy. No, no. Coach driver. Coach driver. Coach operator. Coach operator. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Not bussy. No, no, no. Okay. No, we can't do that. Now we know. That's not livable. Who was that?
1: <laughs> we won't talk about yeah. it. We'll keep <laughs> yeah, okay,
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll protect How you. long have you been a bus driver? Surprisingly, not very long. Uh, this is just over four years. Uh, I drove truck for 35 years. Um, And I've been with this company, Great Canadian, who runs the Rangers around for off and on for about two and a half years now.
0: So what's the biggest difference between driving an 18-wheeler and driving a bus?
2: Um, The bus doesn't bend. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the bus doesn't bend. It's 45 feet long, but um, it's just like driving a car after a while. It's just, you know, you get your angles and, you know, on the highway, it's, you guys could drive it on the highway. After a while, is that an offer? Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Anyone can jump into that seat. Yeah, but it's it's easy. Yeah,
1: I'm sure you've seen some wild things on the road while driving groups of people around. But is there is there a louder bunch than a bunch of 17 to 20 year olds that you're seeing with the
2: Rangers? Lately, they've been pretty quiet. I don't know why. Even after Wins, we've been going home, and they haven't been. There's been no movies lately and that, but no, they're the greatest. I, I would take them around all the time. <laughs> I would, I would uh, take them over high school kids and that. They're, they're horrible, but these kids are the greatest.
0: So in all your years, now pushing 40 on the road, you must have seen some wild stuff. What do you remember? What stands out to you as something that was crazy that happened on the road?
2: The two moose we found.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to that.
1: There we go. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. We're right by the women's
2: washer.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. good place to be. Sorry. Yeah. The two moose. The two moose that we found. Okay, so what did I'm you see? Because I was sitting inside window seat, okay? Chris is on the aisle, and all I heard was Danny's voice, look out, look out. And I, I hear you. I feel the brakes go on. What were you seeing out the front windshield?
2: Danny saw them about a split second before I did, and then it, it was kind of hazy. and Then I, then I saw them. And luckily, they're not like deer, where the the moose don't run out at the last second like the deer do. They gave me some warning, and uh, we had some time to, you know, I know where to go. I tried to stop, of course, but that wasn't going to happen. So you tried to find the opening, and luckily, one of them went to the left, one stayed to the right. I thought it was going to clip the second one, you know, on one end or the other, but we got right between them, and, you know... Everything uh, worked out, and we lived for another day. <laughs> I should
1: maybe knock on one before I ask this, but in your years on the road, have you ever been in a wreck?
2: No, uh, little scrapes and that, but nothing that's you know that's written off or tons of damage or not. No, I think everyone has the scrapes. And look at look at this bus, you know. That's even before I've been in it. So we, we've all been in those little scrapes. What's life
0: like out there on the road? As a driver, going back to the days you're behind the wheel of a rig. I mean, it's a pretty lonely existence, isn't
2: it? Sure. Well, it can be. Luckily, I I didn't drive truck uh, highway. You know, I wasn't gone for weeks at a time. It was just work local. So it worked out good like that. So it's, you know, it was nine to five, not nine to five, but five days a week. So it's, you really can't compare. Uh, have been more with this with the, with, the uh, with bus. You know, I've been away for three, four, five, ten days at a time, you know, with the Florida this year or last spring and, um, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, not, you really can't relate.
1: Outside of a bus driver, you got, uh, we've had a couple conversations over a couple beverages more than on more than one occasion, and uh, you got some
2: football in your background as well. Coached minor football for 21 years. Uh, I lo- that's, that's my number one sport. Number one sport. Uh, Love doing that. Had to give it up when I took the bus, but I knew that was coming, so. But I loved coaching kids' football.
1: Whereabouts was that? Uh,
2: mostly in North York uh, with the Bandits and the Grizzlies, it was changed to, and then with Burlington for four years with the Stampeders what position defensive line what did you play when you were young defensive line you played d d line too, yes yeah? i played defensive line and then i just went over and coached uh, defensive line for 21 years
1: i played junior hockey for a few years and it was it was hard enough i could never imagine wanting to play football that to me it just seems a little silly why would
2: you want to do that what made you want to play football I guess we go back to my dad and I, we used to, big Argo fans, so we, we've been, we, we were the old, Ex- back in the mid-60s, we were going, you know, with the old Exhibition Stadium and that, so just from there, I've, I've always had football in it, so.
1: Who was someone that you watched when you were growing up and you thought, I want to be like that guy?
2: God, lots of guys, I don't, oh, blank, you know, lots of, lots of guys over the years, uh, mostly, you know, with the Argos and that, always, I'm still a big Argo fan.
0: You know the CFL is not a real
2: football league, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, come on. No, that, that, that's, that's a good league. Now I see, and then I see that uh, they're going to be down east in a couple of years finally. So that, that'll help. Uh, the, the CFLs. I love all football. I'm just a football guy. Arena football, you know. XFL, I see Vince is coming back, <laughs> yeah. you know, all that. So, you know, football, you know, NFL, you know, I love all that, so.
0: You've become quite a big uh, hockey fan, though. You follow this Kitchener Rangers team even when you're not driving them around.
2: I I, I listen online every home game. Mind you, I've had a couple of games lately. I'm going to try coming in next week, week after. <coughs> um, yeah, online I listen to you two guys uh, on there. And Sorry to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys do a great job. You know, you guys are, you two guys are your your credit to the team to your profession. To the you know, to Kitchener, you know itself to the town. You guys do a great job. Were you a hockey fan before you picked up the bus driving though? Oh yeah. Oh no. Everyone was a hockey fan. I've always been. A hockey. I, actually, I, I was involved with coaching hockey before I was doing football, up until the mid mid '80s. So yeah.
0: So you wouldn't hear this because it's not happening at a home game. But we, we kind of pay attention to what you're doing when we're on the road. And it, see, we started a little uh, Mike the Driver popcorn tally. Is that your pregame go-to snack? Because when we look down, we usually see you with a bucket of popcorn.
2: Popcorn is, is my number one food. It's a staple. <laughs> I remember the first time we were here, it wasn't that great. I'm going to go find it here in a little while, but it wasn't that great. Um, some places have been pretty good. Where were we last week? Uh, Saginaw. Saginaw was good. It was. It's good No Owen Sound uh, where we're going next week. Uh, a few places are pretty good. are so-so. Have for you me. had the popcorn at the odd, though? We did, yes. Oh, yeah. I've been over there a couple of times. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Best oh, no, in the league good. for my money. No, it's good. No, 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 I like it. Don't put the butter on it, though. I don't, Do not they have butter there? I don't know if they do or not. Not a butter fan on popcorn? Oh, yeah, but I don't think they have it there at the odd, do they? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't, I don't get remember. to eat it that often. I, yeah. Oh, I, I eat it. Wherever we go, there's got to be popcorn.
1: I also send a mic on the way down here. I like sitting in the aisle because I'm watching the road, and it makes me feel like I'm kind of driving, which I do for my full-time job. But I can also hear your tunes blaring up there, and I'm watching along. You're singing along on the way down here to Flint today. Well, what, what were we jamming to?
2: Well, it, it's good because they just, they just put a brand-new uh, CD player in this bus. Uh, the other one broke um uh, a couple of weeks ago and this one works independent of the uh of the the dvds right so i can i can i can turn that thing off and just have this the, the uh, cds on and uh, yeah what were you so listening I, to? what was i listed on the way down um archangels uh what was on there when i just got in i forget now i had a couple there um Something else I can't remember. I brought four or five with me today. Anyway, you can't play them for these kids, of course, because they, they don't know what music is. <laughs> yeah. What is good music? You know, uh, these these guys, the kids, the stuff that they listen to. Oh my God! But just you know, give us just give us rock and roll and, and rock, and you know that's that's what I I gr- I grew up on.
0: This is uh, your first year driving around the Kitchen Arrangers. Have you found a favorite rink you like to visit yet, and a least favorite rink?
2: Hmm. Well, we haven't been to all of them yet. I know we've, we've still got a four or five east rinks to go to. Um, Owen Sound is, you know, that's kind of that's kind of a uh, place, uh, smaller community. N- nothing against Owen Sound, you know, but that's that's a tough little place. Th- this isn't this isn't the greatest place here where we are tonight. <laughs> um, favorite? My God. Um, I don't know I'm not going to say the odd oh, well played. yeah i got say uh, yeah I've only been there twice, and I didn't know a lot of the things that were going on in that place and my, I bring my buddy with the, my i said to Danny last week the trailer, and if my buddy was driving you guys around, you'd have to carry him out every night he was he's such he's a bigger hockey fan than I am and um but uh no, it's uh, the, the, it's such a great place, a tradition, and I didn't realize it until I started, you know, doing it this year. But uh, up in the lobby, there, reading all the pictures, all the names of all the all different teams, and that, whatever sport it is, it's just it's just a great building, and it's full every night, you know. So beautiful place. You, uh, I've I've been told through
1: sources that uh, on away games, when you're near the bench, you you, you show your nerves a bit. You you get a little uh, into the game, so to speak. Is that true?
2: Yeah, I you know if if the game, of course, is close, I am you know it's like the playoffs, and and I've already been told once playoffs come that I got to be further away, (laughs) so I I, I can't be hanging around. Uh, And there's only been one rink we've been at where they chased me away from the bench area or wherever I can stand there, and that was in Oshawa. Like I said, I had to go upstairs. But other than that, I, I, I get as close as I can, and, you know, I, I'm not supposed to be there. I know the dressing room's off limits. I can't go in there. I, I, I see that. But, uh, oh, yeah, I, I like to get close and be right into it with the,
0: with the boys. All right. Just before we let you go, we've got to put you on the spot here. You've been around this team all season. You see them from day one until today. You've seen the acquisitions of the trade deadline. Let's handicap the Rangers' chances here down the stretch. How do you think they're going to finish?
2: Well, we want to, we want to hang on to second place in the conference that 's for sure uh, we don't want to drop i don't think we can catch first, obviously, but stay second and then, uh, then we we'll, we'll, we'll go head to head with uh, with the Sioux and then we'll go from there I got one real important question for you
1: when we 're loading the bus and when you 're deloading the bus, you get some help from some of the the younger players who is uh, who's some of the best loaders and deloaders and
2: who needs some work well We we lost the best one.
1: (laughs) Shout out Grayson Lott. Yeah,
2: if he's listening, Grayson, come back. Uh, Grayson was great. Um, The other guys that took over, uh, Jack York, uh, Jonathan, uh, and now Mike has taken over. He's helped up there. Uh, I don't help unload. I I guess I'll help load. I load load their bags, but everything else is up to them. And then... uh, but, yeah, Grayson was number one. Grayson, he was the best. Austin Dent said help out? Yeah, well, well you know, Austin, he, uh, he's got a certain compartment he loads and that. and, then, uh, and But he runs like a, like a son of a gun. And uh, we miss him the last couple of games now. He hasn't been around. so uh, But uh, he does a good job.
1: I don't care who helps load or unload it. I just hope we get to our next destination safely, which I, maybe Mike should concentrate more on driving and less on who's loading the bus
0: we do have one more (laughs) long trip ahead of us we're going to do the uh, eastern swing through kingston and ottawa in
1: mid-february so a couple of weeks uh yeah we'll see we'll see for the amount of miles and kilometers he's put on in a coach or a bus i am shocked shocked that not just him every driver doesn't have a crash story the amount of time on a road you just figure you would happen to get in a crash or a fender bender or something but to to have a clean record like that is pretty crazy you know I'm always reluctant to even bring this up but sometimes
0: this is just the way my mind works I don't sleep well on board the bus so I have a lot of time to think and it's occurred to me more than once you think about just the travel schedule Of the Kitchener Rangers, 34 games a year, which is among the easiest in the league, given the geographic location of Kitchener. But that's one team. There are 19 other teams in this league, in the OHL, that travel as well, 34 times a year. Then, oh yeah, how about the Quebec League, which has road trips that are far greater than the OHL and don't even get me started on the West. And I know I'm not trying to diminish in any way the tragedy in swift current some years mm-hmm. back, but what I'm saying is truly it's kind of remarkable as much as I hate to say it, that there haven't been more because
1: it's not like we're traveling in the nice weather. No. And, and you're traveling long hours, weird hours in the dark, in awful conditions in some places. And I think a lot of the credit does go to those coach operators. they, You know, go to grab a a pop or a water, or they're take their eyes off the road, or they're getting a little tired. Whatever it is, and you don't know what happens. I think you got to give a lot of credit to those guys. You mentioned the loading and
0: unloading of the bus, which obviously was something that Moose pays a lot of attention to. (laughs) I love it. It it reminds me of some of my favorite stories. Truly, when we have over the years traveled with the Kitchener Rangers, the M O usually was play a game board the bus, drive to the next city. So more often than not, we would arrive at our destination in the dead of night, like 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning on the longer road trips up north. And Danny, the head trainer for the Rangers, would of course have called ahead to his fellow trainers in the city that we're about to go to. So they are there at the rink to open up so we can unload the bus when we get there get the gear off the bus into a room to let it begin drying out for the game the next day and whatnot but truly it's dead of night and of winter when we would arrive at destinations and i always had this fondness there's something about a darkened rink so i take it upon myself to carry the broadcast gear into the arena it's not much these guys are carrying stick bags and equipment boxes and whatnot It makes me feel like I'm doing a small part. But selfishly, it also gets me into that rink when it's dark. And I love walking down the tunnel out to the bench and just breathing in and looking around the darkened rink. The scoreboard is just a shadow. It doesn't matter what rink you're in. There's something eerie and something very cool about that. And I also remember the one night many years back. When was Cody Saul here? It's got to be about six years back now. And we got off the bus in Sault Ste. Marie in a snowstorm. And I'm not the tallest guy, not telling tales out of school on that. And there was a rather big snowbank that we had to cut our way through. And my gear getting off the bus was on the other side of the snowbank. And see, I'm not tall enough or strong enough to get over the snowbank up with. Anyway, Cody Saul, we just looked up his stats, ironically. Six four two forty two six. six six. Right now he's six six two forty two. yeah. So I remember the 242, there you go, six six two forty two. Anyway, always a big guy, everybody remembers him in this league, and he reached over with one hand and straight-armed this box <laughs> and passed it over to me. There you go, Farzy. To this day,
1: thanks, Solly, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'll just struggle to get this inside now. There you go. Uh, for those listening, Mike won't let me carry the box. For some unknown now reason. Now, wait a minute. I think it's, we take turns, and I think that's fair. I I try to take turns, but...
0: No, you always just try to take it. <laughs> and I think it's fair, as you and I work on the broadcast together, that if I carry it in, you carry it out. Right. Or if you carry it in, which you try to
1: always force your way to do so, then you must let me carry it out. I think that's fair. But see, I'm just trying to make up, because far too many times on home games, you do the post-game show. Feel free to call into Mike Farwell's post-game show after every Rangers home game on 570 News, and you have to un- or like pack up everything and take it downstairs. So it's just me giving back, really. I think you've slid into your predecessor's shoes and don't allow the color guy to carry that case. Uh, no. I truly think, I mean, you. I guess that's a good point about being at home.
0: I hadn't really thought about it that way, but... Oh, great, now, now I'm going to be carrying the case every No, no. no, when we're on the road, it's, <laughs> it's 50-50. It's not your fault I get stuck at the rink for an extra hour, although at least I get the chance to talk more hockey.
1: I find it, uh, and maybe that's, this is going back to the bus, maybe this is why I didn't make it to the next level, but I find it, um, it's much different on the bus than it was when I played. When I played, it was a lot of hooping and hollering, card games going, stuff being thrown around, and it really reminds you that, you know, these kids are trying to get to that next level and they're they're inches away from that next level. Preparation is so key nowadays and what you do before the game and after the game really matters. You know, you see these guys grabbing ice and and drinking bio-steel and everything else, you know, while I was walking on the bus with a pizza slice and a deck of cards trying to figure out who my euchre partner was for the three-hour bus trip. It, it's totally different and it's little things like that that do push you to the next level.
0: Do you think if I drank some biosteel, I could make
1: it to the next level of my broadcasting career? Sure. Right? I, I think if you find
0: a better partner, you might have better luck. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the, uh, the viewpoint from the front of the bus with Mike Moose reeves on uh, this edition of the podcast hey give us some feedback let us know do we suck are we mediocre at best do you really really like us whatever the case is leave a review comment tweet us at farwell underscore ohl and
1: at underscore chris pope let us know if you're actually listening bueller 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 oh they're listening bueller (laughs) i'm farwell
0: i'm pope and that is the farwell and pope podcast